0: The content of CPR Unplugged is designed for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as mental health treatment or medical or mental health advice. Details such as names and locations may have been changed to protect individual privacy. Hello and welcome to CPR Unplugged. I am your host, Jess, joining you from my home studio today. And I am joined by the lovely and amazing Laura. Hi, Laura.
1: Hey, Jess.
0: Thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me today.
0: So, we're gonna talk about a very timely topic today uh, fear of the unknown.
1: Definitely timely.
0: A lot going on right now in the world. Definitely a lot of unknown. You know, we've got a lot of smart people out there doing an amazing job in trying to predict as best they can what is going to happen. How we prepare, given that knowledge, but at the end of the day, this really, this whole pandemic thing is is new to us. I certainly haven't ever experienced anything like this in my lifetime. I don't know about you, Laura.
1: Um, you know, I'm probably just a few years older than you, mm-hmm. and um, historically, there have been some health scares or public health scares in my lifetime. I remember. The AIDS issue was very prevalent in the 80s when I was in college. And the the thing that made the, the things I've experienced in the past so different from, from this current pandemic is that we knew some things about each of the other health scares. Um, we knew how to prevent getting AIDS and HIV, we knew we were told how to prevent certain other viruses and infections. But this is so, there's just no rule book for this, except for the social distancing and the hand washing, the cleanliness, but it's just, it just seems so rhymeless and reasonless, I guess, on some level, so it's very different. And like you said, I, for myself, I've never experienced anything like this on this level of unknown.
0: So it's normal right now for people to kind of experience emotions up and down. Um, I know I definitely have. I've had days where I am very tearful and weepy. I've had days where um, I have trouble sleeping. I've had days where I don't have an appetite. And I've had days where I'm doing really well and I feel motivated and, and energetic. What's your experience been like so far, Laura?
1: Very similar. I have. I'm, I'm kind of up and down, and I, I find that I often have to force myself into distraction because I start to perseverate sometimes in my mind about what if what if and that can be kind of stressful there are times when i have trouble distracting myself especially when i wake up in the middle of the night and and things are on my mind and i feel unsettled so i haven't i haven't felt weepy but maybe where you maybe when you've been weepy i've been almost angry on some level, like I'm not screaming and yelling, but I feel this, this sense of, you know, this should not be happening. Why is this happening? I'm in a little bit angry about it. So that that's kind of been a new one for me because I'm not, anger is not something that I'm terribly familiar with. And that may also be part of some anxiety, That I'm not terribly familiar with, but I think that I'm recognizing in myself now that there is some degree of anxiety that is inconsistent, but there, if that makes sense.
0: That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. I've noticed something that's been helpful for me is uh, because the social distancing for me, that's been really difficult. It's been weird, not uh, hugging, like just the the, the physical contact that we kind of take for granted or shaking someone's hand, just those kind of things. And I've noticed in my neighborhood, there's been a lot of pro-social kind of ways to overcome that barrier. There's been a lot of people writing on the um, sidewalks, uh, yes. messages with chalk.
1: Yes. That is happening in my neighborhood as well. Bright, cheerful, positive messages, pretty artwork. Uh, my neighborhood just this weekend had a teddy bear hunt, so, ah. so hundreds of homes put teddy bears inside or outside in places where kids couldn't actually reach them and grab them, and families took their kids out over the weekend to go bear hunting, and it was really fun to watch.
0: Oh my gosh, that is fantastic. I love <laughs> it, it was. It was. So I think that for me, that's one of the coolest things about this this whole thing. You know, the the silver lining, if you will, is that seeing just the indomitable human spirit come out, and people learn to connect in different ways, and and that does it doesn't matter what's going on. People find a way to stay connected.
1: Yes, and uh, this is kind of a a funny little aside. So over the weekend, I went jogging, and I jogged through the neighborhood and around the side streets, and. I was really missing my closest girlfriend from high school. We often exercise together. We hike and climb together. and We do all these things, and she wasn't there, and it was kind of driving me nuts. So I, I recorded a video of myself chasing my, <laughs> my own shadow, and then I spoke to the shadow as though it was my friend Carol, and then I sent it to her. and she got the video and then went outside and started jogging around her property. She's, she's up in Payson now, uh, jogging around her property and talking back to her shadow as though it was me. And it was so silly, but it was so great in the moment. I felt better. She felt better. We felt connected. Um, It was kind of bittersweet later when I thought about it, it was like, geez, we had to, Had to come up with something like that. But you know what? It worked. It was great in the moment. It was just really fun.
0: That is so cool. (laughs) Gosh, I love that. And it's so creative. And I think I'm seeing that a lot too. People are getting very creative, coming up with all kinds of different innovative ways to not just stay together, but to really cope with and move through all of those different emotions.
1: Yes. And I think that when I think that when I stand outside at the end of my driveway and I chat with Chris and Julie at the end of their driveway across the street and Mona next door, and she's in her driveway, I think it helps us feel connected and less afraid because we're all healthy and we're all isolating, but we're I just think there's almost like that safety in numbers feeling like if I go outside and I see them and we can continue to talk, we all feel better and it helps us all with nerves that I really think we all have, whether we want to acknowledge them or not or admit it or not. I think on some level, all of us are frightened because there's that, am I a sitting duck feeling sometimes? Am I going to be next? If something happens, will it be, will I get through it quickly and easily? Or, you know, there's just so much fear I think that we have that we can't really avoid. And this connecting, even if it's at the end of a driveway, is really helpful.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that, that sense of connection, like you said, and we're we're all in this together. There's yep. something about that. Um, And I noticed some of the things, you know, when we focus on what can we do, right? Those ideas of what is within your control. For me, when social distancing first started, I looked at it as an inconvenience because we were Mm -hmm. still very early in the pandemic and people were still kind of questioning what's this going to look like in the United States? How seriously do we take this? And um, as things went on, I found it comforting, I was actually at the grocery store last week and there was a couple walking through the grocery store that were not social distancing. And right now it's very obvious when someone doesn't. And, um, the woman walked in front of my husband and kind of reached over him to grab something on a shelf. And I actually felt a little panicky and was like, whoa, whoa, lady, like back up. So great. feet. But it was interesting because I didn't realize until that moment that I was really taking comfort in keeping distance from other people. Mm -hmm. It was giving me something I have control over, something that I can, I can say, you know, I'm, I'm doing something to protect myself to protect others.
1: Yes, absolutely. I do believe that there are rules right now that make sense to play by. And I think that, in doing so, like the social distancing, there is also that feeling of comfort that I'm, I'm not alone. I'm still out here in this world, but I'm going to keep myself safe and you around me safe as well. So I think that also helps squash the fear a little bit when you see that everybody's kind of doing their part to keep themselves and ultimately you safe. So I, I get what you're saying about that social distancing. At first, it was this bizarre thing, and it was so awkward and foreign. And then now it's this, this, this necessary, smart, appropriate thing to do. And I get a little squeamish getting too close to someone outside of my husband who I live with. So, so that's that. But outside of that, it's it is it's weird now to not socially distance.
0: So let's talk about that idea of a new normal, right? That's definitely one example for people who are uh, making the transition to working from home. For kiddos out there who are learning how to do in-home schooling or online classes, there's just there's a lot of people adjusting to a new normal. What are some things that you've done that have helped you to adjust?
1: You know, I, that's an interesting question because I don't have children. So I'm not, I'm not in that position to have to suddenly assist with teaching with occupying my child or children's time. It's really just me. My husband works in a hospital and he is not able to just do what he does at the hospital from home he's needed you know on the front line as they say and um so that hasn't changed our new normal hasn't changed where that goes because i've actually been primarily home-based work-wise however i am typically in the office around other people i'm going to say two to three ish days a week and that's come to an abrupt halt so with this new normal of not having the option really to go in to our administrative building and and see and be around people in person, I'm definitely making daily efforts to connect via FaceTime. Uh, one person I Skype with because our our computer systems aren't compatible. Uh, but we can both use Skype. I'm definitely uh, scheduling meetings with my brother and niece in Wisconsin and my uh, dad and stepmom in San Francisco. So we're using Zoom. We all have our little accounts um, to schedule family meetings. And that's kind of the new normal right now is to just find those ways to stay connected indoors as well as outdoors, if that makes sense. I don't know what you're doing to, to, to combat stir crazy, but uh, I've gone back to Jigsaw Puzzles, and I have, a, <laughs> I have a competition with my dad who also loves Jigsaw Puzzles. So we get the same puzzle online, and then we wait till we both have it delivered, and then the, the clock starts, and we try to beat each other time-wise on who can complete the puzzle first.
0: Oh my gosh, that's great!
1: Yeah, so just you know, things like that. I used to love to read when I was bored, but something has shifted, and now when I find myself stir crazy um, or and bored, I not, I'm not getting as engaged by the book by the story as I used to, and I kind of wonder if that has to do with with a stress level or, or something like that. But reading is not working out for me now. Um, so. I'm having to find other things to do.
0: I'm finding that same thing. The things that I used to rely on, um, reading is a good example. I've, I feel the same way. I have a hard time. I get restless
1: Mm -hmm. quickly.
0: Yeah and i think you're right i think part of that is we have a naturally higher baseline stress level right now yep and sometimes not even aware of it right you know might not even be consciously aware that that's what your body is experiencing but i found i've had to do things that are more active mm-hmm. um and yeah definitely getting more creative with the way that i'm interacting with people i've had to create um i'm a very very active, busy person. So being at home, uh, there was definitely, like you said, stir crazy is perfect way to describe it. And I've had to keep a schedule. I've had to continue to get up the same time every day and kind of have a morning routine. And, um, you know, I still, even though I'm working from home and some days I, I don't see anybody or I don't have any, you know, zoom meetings or anything, I still get dressed. I still do my hair uh just kind of keeping a sense of normalcy anywhere that I can right but also that being said experimenting with new and different ways of coping when or not even coping of entertainment or of just um mm-hmm. filling the time when ways that I used to do it just don't work anymore
1: right i'm i am definitely trying to get outside every day twice a day uh jogging riding my bike Walking in the evening has been helpful. I'm, you know, concerned that that outdoors as an outlet is going to sadly come to a screeching halt when you know it's 105 at 9 p.m. and it's still just awful outside. So I'm trying to get as much of the outdoors and the sunshine, which we know is really good for our moods and our outlooks. Um, I'm weeding and, uh, <laughs> and planting and rearranging pots full of flowers in my yard. Um, but like you said, active things, things that I have to be moving and really thinking about. And for me, like the reading has just become, it's not my thing right now. I, I like you, I'm restless and it's it's a bit of a challenge to just sit completely still.
0: And on the flip side of that, I know I have a family member who she had the opposite problem where it's easy for her to be relaxed. And she was finding very much lack of motivation. She's like, I just don't want to do anything. I just want to sit around and, you know, Mm. binge watch Netflix. And so for her, um, she was sharing with me, you know, how she's had to kind of adapt to being self-motivated and she had to build in rewards throughout the day. So, you know, if I um complete these three tasks, then I'll go grab myself a piece of chocolate. Or, you know, if I finish this few hours of work I have to do today, then I'll make myself a bubble bath tonight. And she would build these things into her schedule um, as kind of a way to Get that internal drive to to get going, because that's something else I can imagine has got to be a challenge right now for a lot of people.
1: And, and that goes back to all of us have a new normal that we have to figure out. That hopefully we're trying to figure out so that we don't fill up with just despair or fear or stress. That we have outlets and other things to just help us through those those more emotional moments. And I certainly think that when those moments happen, we, they're okay, we have to, we don't have to, but hopefully we can and do just honor that moment, that emotion, that feeling, that concern, talk to someone about it, think about it while you're outside doing something. But I definitely am not trying to squash any of my feelings or just ignore them or pretend they're not happening. Cause I just don't think that's going to do me any good either. I think for me that the trick is to feel what I feel, experience what I experience and move through it the best ways that I can come up with to move through it and feel better.
0: Now, what would you say to people who are worried about getting swallowed up in it? Cause I know for me, Similar to your husband, right? My mom is working on the front lines in um, some of the tents and there's been days where I'm like, man, if I let myself think about this, I'm just going to, and I'm not going to be able to get it back together. And so how do you feel the emotion and, and move through it without getting stuck in it?
1: You know, that's, it's probably different for, for everyone. Uh, For me. If I really, really just honed in on the fact that my husband's in a hospital, he's at a higher risk of exposure, um, I'm going to, it's going to, that's just going to make me nuts. Let's face it. Um, So again, I'm trying to figure out what can I control and definitely hone in on those things. I can control what I do. I can control uh, the rules that I follow or don't follow. I can decide if I feel crummy to kind of drop back and do something that I know makes me feel good. I don't feel crummy when I'm doing jigsaw puzzles with that have really cool designs to them. Like, The one I'm working on right now, which is so funny because my dad (laughs) has the same one and he does not know who the Ramones are, but it's an old Ramones album cover, and I'm just beside myself laughing, thinking my dad is putting this puzzle together. He's like a Frank Sinatra kind of guy, but I'm finding the things that I can control and looking at those things and giving those things as much of my attention as I can and. And trying to limit the amount of attention I give to things that I can't really do anything about. Like the fact that he, uh, my husband, doesn't have a job that he can do from home. So I have to accept that. I'm choosing to accept that and trying to go about my business the best way that I can. I don't know if that's even answering the question or even touching on it, but I think you have to find things that make you happy, that shift your focus, that have brought you joy in the past. Go back to them if you have put those things aside and just kind of go from there and, and honor your feelings as you have them. but try not to get stuck. distract yourself, find joyful things. Call a friend, stand outside, wave to your neighbors, go for a walk, um, things like that. You know, participate in the neighborhood teddy bear hunt. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to dig out a teddy bear from the closet, but I did it. And teddy's in my window. And it (laughs) makes me so happy watching kids point and get excited. So I think that's what you do. You just find the things that give you joy. And, and look at the things that you can control and try to maybe weed out some of the things that you, you know, that you can't.
0: I love it. I think you're absolutely right. It's, it's that balance, right? You're going to feel the emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to drown in it. You're not going to get lost in it, but you are going to feel emotions. And like you said, it's a matter of balancing that out, moving through it by focusing on those things that you know um, are, are good for you and help you to feel better. Yep. Absolutely absolutely and and remember that life is still going on still celebrate um, my niece just turned 17 and over the weekend um, we were all kind of bumming out because we know we're, we can't really celebrate her birthday and um, a whole bunch of people family and friends all got together in a motorcade right so everyone's in their own vehicle and they all put signs on their vehicles with happy birthday and balloons Aww. and streamers. And they all drove past her house like honking and yelling. Oh, that's
1: wonderful.
0: Yeah. And it was like, it's still her birthday. Even though all this is going on, you know, let's let's find a way to continue to celebrate those parts of life that are so important and that are just so wonderful.
1: That she must have felt like a million bucks, you know, that had to be amazing. I hope that somebody videoed all of it happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because that that's great. And that's the kind of that is... That's exactly right. And that's the kind of stuff we need to remember. We can do do those things. So we should continue to do them and not just give in to the fact that we have new normals. Some things we can still do. We just do them differently right now.
0: Oh, I love it. I think that's the that's a really great message to end this on. We have a new normal and and we're not stopping. We're just, it's just different.
1: Yep. It's just different.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Laura. I really enjoyed this conversation.
1: As did I. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. It is always a pleasure, Jess.
0: This has been another episode of I Can Relate on CPR Unplugged. We hope you're all taking care of yourselves and finding ways to move through, create a new normal, and it is just different right now. Until next time, take care. If you've got an uplifting story or a unique way that you've been coping during the COVID-19 pandemic, give us a call. We would love to hear from you, and we might even do a special episode sharing responses that we receive. Got questions or ideas for the podcast? Or perhaps you have your own story to share? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at crisisprepandrecovery.com or call 602-281-7795. You can also find us online at cprpodcast.podbean.com or wherever you prefer to find your podcast. CPR Unplugged was produced by Crisis Preparation and Recovery, Inc. The intro and outro music was created by Rob Wilson. The CPR podcast team includes Tamara Lamontane, Ben Edwards, Laura Kaufman, Rob Wilson, and Michael Magarinos. Special thanks to Jason Spisak for technical support.